Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, trying, you know, weathering the storm that we had. How about you? Pretty good. Well, that's good. Anything new and exciting? Mm, A little bit of car trouble. That's basically been our big issue this week. But other than that, things are doing pretty well. Oh, I mean, the car trouble's not good, but. No, but I also found out that I get a student loan discharge and I'm going to get get refunded every payment that I've made in the last five years. So even with. Yeah, I, I got that letter like earlier this week. How did you manage that? Being disabled has its perks going to go throw myself in front of a car <laughs> uh yeah I, because i have cerebral palsy i qualify for a total uh disability discharge which i applied for back when i had to start paying for my loans and i guess it took them this long to approve it i see so hmm. over, overall it has been a very good week i was gonna say at least they're refunding you yeah they're refunding me and my Nana, who was in the hospital overnight, is out of the hospital. My grandfather, who had a stroke, is actually starting to get better. They took out his feeding tube, and he can eat, like, semi-solid food. Like, it's basically okay. just just mushy stuff now. But right. it's a hell of a lot better than where he was. So, overall, things are looking very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. You know what was also good? This week's episode of Batwoman. It was so good. This might be my favorite episode of the season so far. I know we've only had three. I was going to say, it's it's <laughs> not not that any of them have been bad. I'm just saying it, it's not a high bar either. <laughs> like, but, like, it, it felt fun. Right. And not that the others didn't, but this just had, like, a different energy. And I don't know why. I don't know. Rachel like, Scarston. I mean, but her energy is always amazing. But I also love the energy of... of ryan's new brother oh yeah like he's great like it just it felt fun there wasn't really an air of sadness or like i mean there Um, was a little bit but there there was there was an entire end of this episode that would have a human crying you heartless monster (laughs) okay yes the end but before we got there right it it was it, it just it had a it had a different feel it was nice yeah all right, so we're going to dive into Batwoman Episode 3 of Season 3. And we start off with someone trying to catch the bus on their way to work as they're rushing. And they, you know, the bus takes off without them. And he's yelling at the bus driver that he pays his salary. And I was he, initially so pissed off that we did not get a direct pickup from the end of last week. When yes. this was how it opened, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and it was even weirder in the next scene. So uh, we zoom in into the bus, and this young kid is going all the way to the back to his friend, and he's like, hey, I found this cool thing under a bridge. And she's playing a mobile game. She's like, I don't care. I'm about to, I'm about oh, to unlock a pet. It, looked, it yeah. looked like she was playing, like, 
Pokemon Gold or something. I was like, what is she? Because it was like she had a Game Boy in her hand. I was like, wow. Yeah. And uh, we zoom out of the bus, and the bus just totally encapsulates in ice. Which was really freaking cool, by the way. It just affects that was a re- that was so- Yeah. <laughs> that was a really nice effect. Um, I remember back when they did Batman and Robin, and they had Mr. Freeze, and it looking pretty good. This, I think, looked a lot better. And granted, it's been like 20 years. I was going to say, you know, given the time, that makes a lot of sense. It was a really cool effect that I think surpassed uh, Batman and Robin from like 20 years ago. It looked very like ice sculpture-y and much more realistic, although back then for 20 years ago, it looked pretty good. But I, I really liked how it did this time around. Yeah, it was it was really cool. At first, I was completely confused on what had even happened. Mm-hmm. And then they said Mr. Freeze. And I was like, OK. Yeah. So we go uh, we go from there to the entrance sting. And um, just in case, just in case uh, this beginning part of our podcast doesn't make sense and we repeated some things, we had a minor Internet trouble. So I honestly don't remember what the last thing we recorded was. So either you missed something or you just heard me say the same thing twice. No one will ever know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the last thing you said before everything died. So we're good there. Uh, so we, after the, uh, after the entrance thing, we have our favorite reporter now inside the bus as everyone's freezing to death because she's, she's just allowed, <laughs> she's just allowed to go anywhere she wants to on a crime scene. She's to, not to inside her... the bus, sir. All right. She no, is, she's not. <laughs> she's di- directly behind the bus. I'm pretty but... sure she's physically like on the roof of the bus doing the doing the report she's on the sidewalk on a public street i'll give her a little leeway here because i mean it's a public street yeah and and it's not really like an active murder scene like we know what's going on here the bus is covered in ice yeah like there, there there was no hiding that um i do hope if we're going to keep we keep seeing the same reporter throughout this entire season so far i wonder Mm -hmm. if we're actually going to like get to know her beyond that point um i don't think so i really think she's kind of she is kind of taken um almost rachel maddow spot yeah like rachel maddow showed up very very briefly last episode or yeah. the first episode I think, yeah i think it was the last episode because she was yeah. in the pilot uh, not in the pilot in the premiere right we were yeah 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 so she was in the last episode towards the end but she wasn't in this one so i'm wondering if they're just slowly like phasing out rachel maddow's like voice over radio and be like ah we can do the same thing with the reporter possible yeah now the, the scene that kind of confused me a bit we have Ryan walking into um, Jada Jet's office again, and Jada apologizes that uh, they couldn't finish their meeting from last night. And I'm like, well, why couldn't but you? But why not? Like, yeah, what, literally, like, what happened? There wasn't, like, an earthquake or, like, there yeah. wasn't something that would pre- would have prevented it. Right. Like, you could have, like, it just seemed weird. She was like, all right. We're not having this discussion anymore and come come back in a half hour and we can talk. And then she comes back and she's and she's like, by the way, I want nothing to do with you ever. 
never contact me again. Yeah, that, this whole thing was weird. And, and I'm felt, like, again, could have said this yesterday. And, and, and felt very, I have to get her off this scent. I'm protecting her. I just don't know from what or who. Because uh, this is, because again, like Ryan said, you paid $2 million for the doctor to fake your name and make me think you were dead so I wouldn't come looking. Right. Why would you do that? My, and we already know, based on what the brother said later, that this was an affair. So right. what if Ryan's father is he's being hidden and protected from? Yeah. It's very possible. But I swear to God, if it turns out she's um, she's Bruce Wayne's kid, I might I might lose what little sanity I have left. I wonder if her father is going to be tied into a potential big bad for the season. Well, the big bad for the season is Poison Ivy. For the first so. half. Yeah. But is that going to take the entire season or are we going to uh-huh. get a, or are we going to get a different villain for the back half? I don't know. I'm not the writer of this show. Well, neither am I. I'm just theorizing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, Ryan's like, you know, I did good. Um, even, you know, Jada obviously did her homework. She was like, oh, you know, you went to college. Now you're acting CEO of Wayne Enterprises. You did a, you know, you, you know, you did very good without me. Um, and then she's like, I never want to see you again. You know, we're not going to have a relationship. I don't, you know. Which, again, she was so forceful with it. I'm like, there's got to be more here. And, you know, she kind of threatens her. She's like, you know, if you pursue this, I'll ruin I'll ruin you and Wayne Enterprises. Uh, from there, we go back to Wayne Tower. Where Wait, Sophie... isn't the, didn't the brother come into this scene? Oh, you're right. Yes. So just before Ryan leaves, Marcus Jett comes in uh, apologizing for being late to a meeting that he wasn't actually supposed to be at because his mother didn't tell him. And we... His entrance was so freaking cool. <laughs> I, like, I, I just, I loved it. I love his whole vibe. What vibe? I don't know. He just, he just gave off like really just kind of fun energy. I was like, he doesn't, it, it seems like he doesn't necessarily take himself too seriously, but he's smart too. So he can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. And rich. Yes. So it just I don't know. I, I just I, I love the way he came into the scene and I love like the way she said also known as my son and the look on Ryan's face like Ryan was like, oh, you had another kid. I don't right. know what I was supposed to do with this. Right. Oh, I wasn't good enough for you, but this one was. I see. And th- then this is when we cut to Wayne Tower. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he just kind of bounces in and he introduces himself so we know who he is. Um, basically, he, uh, you know, his mother is making him sound like he's more like Bruce Wayne. Like he was supposed to be at an influencer conference. And he was like, yeah, but then I heard you were having this meeting and I figured that you wanted me here, even though you didn't say anything to me. I thought it was an oversight. Which I think was his way of saying, I know what you were trying to do and I'm not going to let you do it. Yeah. We go over to Wayne Tower and we have Ryan talking to Sophie and so- Sophie's like, look, well, you wanted to know that you didn't want looks- me to tell you. Yeah, you didn't want me to tell you any information about her. So, yes, you have a brother. But telling you about said brother was pointless because you wanted to know next to nothing. Right. You didn't even you w- didn't even want to know that much going into this meeting with her. So what was I supposed to do? I And I it didn't really seem like. 
Ryan was that mad, to be honest. I think she was just kind of trying to process everything, and Sophie was just kind of there. Right. So she kind of got the brunt of her confusion in that moment. Can we also take a moment to say I'm loving Ryan's wardrobe this season? Like, I know she was only in that dress because she was going to see Jada, but I, I love the more sophisticated look on her. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, she's, yeah. I Yeah, they're they're really doing more with her wardrobe than they did last season. Um, and so so she kind of gives... She kind of gives Sophie the quick rundown of like she kicked me out faster than you know before I could even get my parking validated. So this is why I didn't want to know anything about her. And she wasn't really blaming Sophie. Like she wasn't mad at Sophie for telling her, at least not to me. No, it was like, she more was of just a, kind of a, just trying to process everything, kind of frustrated. And I think that she would have had that tone no matter who was standing there. Yeah. It was a, you know, it was almost like an "I told you so," but it wasn't like an upset "I told you so." Which it was, was good. more like a "I knew I shouldn't have gone down this road" type of thing. Right. I think so the she goes, she's maddest at is Alice because Alice is the one who opened this door. Poor Alice. Back in the down in the Batcave, Ryan then tells Luke and and uh, Mary, Mary about what happens. <laughs> you were about to say. I Mary. almost. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I said Mary. <laughs> I said Mary, not Sophie. So there. You came very close, but you caught yourself. That's hilarious. Three seasons in and we're still doing it. <laughs> and they're kind of consoling her. Uh, you know, they're kind of consoling her, doing the friend thing. And Alice just <laughs> sitting on a... Just sitting on a computer. Listen, the best entrance ever. How did you know your mother was alive? Alice starts coughing. I die. <laughs> and Alice is like, everyone's mad at old Alice for killing Sophie, for killing Ryan's mom. And then I go out and get her a new one. And all you're doing is complaining. I was on the complaining. Mary's Mary's like spatial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I get some Hold water? On. Pause one second. You're very staticky. <laughs> yeah. So they just uh, they just ignore Alice. And, and she just keeps coughing in the background, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like the way- and, the way they keep doing her entrances this season are literally my favorite thing. So the, yeah, so they ignore Alice and they start walking towards the back computer talking about the free stuff. And I didn't notice it until until just now, but when you watch them like walking, like Luke walks up to the to the computer, Ryan walks up right behind him, and then Mary just like rolls her eyes as she's walking with them and veers off to go get water. <laughs> And Alice, you know, still complaining about the about the nanobots. And Mary hands her some water. She gulps down the water and hands the glass back to Mary. I love Mary and Alice's dynamic this season. They're really leaning into it, and I kind yeah. of love it. <laughs> Ryan's like, so are you calling in sick today? Or because we kind of need you, like... Our whole, you know, this whole thing is us figuring out what's going on and you telling us, you know, the crazy people what they're thinking. 
And then this this is when we get the backstory on Mr. Freeze, right? Uh yes. Yeah. Uh well no, we don't get the uh we don't get the backstory on Mr. Freeze. What what we do is um Oh, this is when Luke says maybe Alice should stay behind because you have to break into GCPD. Right. Yeah. We get, he gave her a brief rundown uh, as Mary was going to fetch the water about Mr. Freeze. Um, you know, he was a he was a doctor. His wife had McGregor syndrome, so he find a to try and find a um, a cure. Cure, and now he is. And then I love that Luke was shading his name. He's like, he's got like five doctors on being called Mr. Freeze. But then again, Captain Cold wasn't actually a captain. So what do I know? I, I don't know. Nope, I love that. Moment. He should have been. He should have been, but he wasn't. Uh, so Batwoman breaks into the GCPD's evidence room to look for the canister of freeze stuff, as they call it. And it is missing. No one knows where it is. We go to the Golden Girls apartment. <laughs> and uh, there are two elderly ladies, and one is is carting the free stuff into the home, saying that you know she has she has the stuff that they need. And then a group breaks into the house, and we find out that one of them is Nora Freeze, Mr. Freeze's wife. And they basically end the scene by threatening her. We come back and we're into the Batcave. Do we ever find out the name of the person who broke in? Like, no. Okay, I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure if I missed it. No, we don't. Um, so back at the Batcave, we have Batwoman and Luke looking at the looking at the computer, and he's like, so. This lady was the was one of the first people to have access, and you know before before it went missing, so she had to have taken it. And it's an older lady, and he's like, plus she called in sick for twenty, you know, for the first time in twenty years. Yeah, so Ryan was a, Ryan was a little like, are we sure we have the right person? Right. Um, so it turns out her name is D, and she is Nora's sister, and she has been taking care of her. And then we get the backstory of. You know, Nora having McGregor syndrome, Mr. Freeze freezing her until he could find a a cure. He died um, once the once the liquid nitrogen that was fueling the cryo tank, the, the cryo tank ran out. She unthawed uh, and then got sent to Arkham because she was she was really out of it being, you know, essentially displaced in time like she was. Yeah. She was 30 when she went into the tube, or 34 30, when she went into, 30, yeah, into she the tube. Yeah, she was 34 for 20 years. Now, here, here's what I, – I, I got so confused because, like, the picture they have of her is, like, when she went – and apparently she she went into Arkham. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that the, that, the old like, that the old lady was the same one, like, the, the, the second old – like, I didn't realize that she had been rapidly aging. Right, yeah. Which we was, find out a little bit later on. Because I, I was so confused. I'm like, wait. Because then I thought um, No Name Chick who broke in was the sister at first. And I'm like, okay, so then who's the other old old lady? I was so confused. <laughs> uh, as they're talking, the 
the intruder alarm goes off, and Marcus is in Wayne Tower in Ryan's uh, office, bouncing a basketball off of... Off of Bruce Wayne's first editions. Yep, which is really upsetting Luke. He's like, who is doing this? And I just, that made me... So Ryan goes up to meet Marcus, uh, to talk to Marcus, and Marcus uh, essentially... First, ask her if she wants to go get a drink later, and I'm like, ew. <laughs> no. You caught the potentially flirty vibe there, too. I was like, and even she's like, uh, do you know who I am? Because, um, ew. But it turns out he does. Which, which makes it, I mean, granted, you know, I think he was doing it to have fun with her. But, but yeah, I was like, oh, well, so you, you could have you not asked her out for a drink, too. Like that's, yeah. Like that's I, a thing you could have done. Yeah. So Marcus kind of recaps what happened um, because he had kind of overheard his nanny talking that uh, apparently his mother disappeared for nine months straight. Yep. Um, and, and then, then he came back, came back and then his her, mother and her did not speak for like an entire summer and then um and then she shows up you know 30 years later you know as someone who's one year older than him which means all this stuff happened a year prior to him even being alive which if you really sit and think about his story the math is very fuzzy and doesn't work then that's when you just think television yeah um, like it's just like, yeah, just don't just don't do the math on any of this and you'll be fine. And he's like, so let's, you know, he's like, I want to team up because, you know, my, you know, my mom's only going to think of me as a as a um, influencer. Is that what he said? As like a figurehead, like just a just like a vice president in name only. With no actual responsibilities, and he wants to prove to her that, you know, he knows what he's doing, and he's smart, and that Ryan should want to show her up for abandoning her. Uh, from there, we go into Batwoman talking to Luke, as Batwoman is arriving at D uh, D's house, and they're having a conversation about Marcus, who's like, so you told him you had to think about it? And she's like, look, I couldn't just tell him to wait there while I while I had to slip out and follow a lead on a freeze canister. Also true. And then she's and then she's like, you know, I, I always kind of wanted to know what it was like to have a brother. And Luke is like, yeah, but Jada has the power to destroy you and Wayne Industries. So tread very carefully. Yeah. But I will say, I do kind of hope that Ryan does kind of form a bit of a relationship, if not with her mother, with her brother, because I do think the dynamic of having to hide her identity from someone would be kind of interesting to play. Could you imagine trying to get to know your new family, but then you have to keep this whole other secret from them? And like, we haven't really, they haven't really had to delve into the whole secret aspect this season because most everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, we had to a little bit last season with her girlfriend. And even, and even with Sophie, till Sophie found out. Right. But this season, we haven't really had to play into that. And that's like a superhero CW show staple. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how it plays out and to see if they're going to figure out that she's Batwoman and how they would react if they ever do find out. Mm-hmm. 
So she shows up at Dee's house, finds out that there was a scuffle and everyone is gone. So now she's trying to track them down where Luke knows exactly where they went to. Yep. And she also found medication. So she's realizing that she's actually still sick and not as cured as they thought. Right. And so they're like, oh, so if they stole this thing, they're probably looking to put her back in a cryo chamber. Where's the only cryo chamber? Ace Chemicals, of course. And she and, and Ryan is like, oh, and he's like, what do you know about Ace Chemicals? And she's like, that nothing good ever happens. <laughs> he's like, yep. And I'm sending you the address. <laughs> so we have the we have the roving band of marauders, uh, D and Nora. In front of the isolation chamber, D goes to a locker, pulls out Victor's notebook, and she's like, here, everything you want to know about the freeze tank is in these notes. The, the woman looks at it, and she's like, these are the ravings of a madman. You need I to know. show me how it works. Yeah. I, I have to know this person's name, because it's going to bug the hell out of me. They never gave one. I'm going to see if IMDB has one for her. Roving Marauder 2. Seriously? Wow. Okay. They really... <laughs> Let's see. Keep going while I look this up. Yeah. Um, so we bounce over to Mary's legitimate clinic where she's finishing a physical on Alice, who's still <laughs> and uh, all of her all of her uh, metrics are fine. They're perfectly she's literally normal. listed as head mercenary. Aw, I liked mine better. It was more <laughs> creative. And Mary's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with you physically. So obviously it's mental. Do you want to talk about it? I, you know, I'm an actual doctor now. Notice the lab coat. I have to help you. And Mary and Alice is like, how about we talk about you not helping Luke with his little performance issue? <gasps> okay, I... <laughs> I love this because in the scene, she's like, first of all, I love that Alice knew. Second of all, I love that Alice is like, you're stuck in the middle because you don't know whether to tell Ryan. Right. And also you're in love with him, which tells me that um, I am not as crazy as you think I am for seeing the vibe. No, you are because Mary tells her she's not. Yeah. And because every person who has feelings for somebody has never denied them. Nope. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just loved Alice's face when Mary's like, no, I don't love him like that. And Alice is like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and so Alice is like, you know, whatever you do, don't tell, don't tell Batwoman you lied to her because then, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be resented because all, you know, your only place on the team is to be there when they need you. Otherwise, they don't care about you. So Alice is trying to sow distrust in the team. Alice is also trying to emotionally manipulate Mary because she she said just like dad and just like Kate. And ooh, yeah. that was like, oh, that was a little not nice. Yep. Over at Ace Chemicals, Batwoman comes in and she sees the roving band of marauders just kind of staking out the place. So she, there was one person on the outside, three more on the inside, plus the head roving marauder woman and two more people. So, oh no, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, so about 10, 10 marauders altogether. 
So the woman is like, I want to know how this works. And Nora's like, it doesn't work. And they kind of tell her, like, you know, if you just throw somebody in the chamber, they're going to end up getting hypothermia and freeze. However, and she's like, well, what about this freeze stuff? And they're like, you use that and they survive. However, when when um, they get unthawed, time catches up. So three years ago is when Nora came out of the tube. She was 34 and now she looks like she's in her 70s ish. No, isn't isn't three years ago when she escaped from Arkham? Uh, no, three years ago. Well, kind of, not really. Uh, three years ago is when she came out of when she came out of the the thing, and then she got put in Arkham. Now, in our time, three years ago was when the crossover happened, and she would have gotten out of Arkham during that during that breakout that we see prior to the beginning, you know, prior to the first season of Map of Batwoman, but I don't believe the time is that is like that here. So, it's probably like a year or I just assumed that she was part of the Elseworlds Arkham breakout. Yeah, no, like, that's that what was, I'm saying. Yeah. The the breakout that was prior to the first season of Batwoman. Yeah. Which was in real time 3 years ago. In showtime probably not. Because remember, the first season of Batwoman, some of it takes place prior to the yeah, prior to prior prior to the crossover, to the crossover and then we jump, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, so it's probably only like maybe a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the timeline's a little weird, but yeah. Again, never, never concentrate on the math on TV shows. You Just, really can't. <laughs> So basically she tells her like, you know, once once whoever you put in there comes out, time is going to catch up to them. Although it seems like it does more than catching up. Yeah. Because if she went in there at 34 and she was in there for 20 years, she would be 54 and she looks considerably older. Yeah, it's like Like that's a that would be a hard 54. That would be like 54 maybe back in the I don't know. Early yeah, 1900s? no, it's, it's definitely like time. Karma is saying you try to stop time while time is going to right. come back and kick you in the ass because she does definitely not look in her 50s. She w- looks 70, almost 80. And then it looks like she was still aging even a little bit more rapidly by the end of the episode. Yeah, like like physically she would look she looks probably in her 70s. But I think um, I think. As far as her body goes, like she's she's older. As they're having that discussion, Batwoman takes out one person, drops down, takes out three other guys, starts fighting head mercenary lady. I really wish they would have named her. <laughs> head mercenary lady escapes with the free stuff. Batwoman goes over to Nora and gives her the directions to Mary's clinic uh, on the corner of Rucker and Bennett. And she's like, I don't want to leave D. And she's like, don't worry, I'll keep her safe. Go. I mean, how and are you going to expect a little? Like, I mean, I, obviously she got there and she was fine, but like, right? Given like, you literally just are going to let her walk to a clinic on her own in that condition. Okay, sure. I mean, yeah, it's weird because like we we keep hearing like how sick she is in the in the in the episode, but like she moves around 
spryly enough. Like she doesn't like she doesn't have maybe a walker. She, maybe she only looks looks old, but her body is still youngish. Yeah, except for like her lungs or everything else. Like it's just weird. It's like you definitely like you definitely like believe she is older and kind of sickly, but she is definitely not like she doesn't seem as sickly as someone who's like that close to death. Right. It was it's just all very strange. Yeah. Um, So fighting fighting keeps going until finally head mercenary lady sneaks up on Batwoman, punches her in the back of the head and throws her in the cryo tube. And this is when I was like, this is when I was like, well, crap went left. And I was expecting to react immediately. Yeah. And the fact that it took as long as it did for her to even signal out to the Batcave. I'm like, why isn't bugging the fuck out that he can't talk to her? Pardon my French. But I'm yeah. like, it, it, did it seem to take a little too long to you as well? A little bit, yeah. So they put her in the cryo tube. D shows her how to start up the start up the the tube because she wants to make sure that she can tell her employer that it works. D also goes to pour the liquid nitrogen in there, and she's like, no, no, we're not going to waste any of the product. And she's like, well, then she's just going to die of hypothermia. And she's like, I don't care. I just want to see if the tube works. Now, do you think that maybe this she was working for Poison Ivy? No, I have no idea. Like, I really hope we get answers to this because because if not, I, it's just a throwaway concept. So I think I think we'll get some answers, but I don't think she was working for Poison Ivy. I can't see why Poison Ivy would want a would want to freeze to. Who knows? So they start up the freeze tube. We come back from commercial and Batwoman is like, hey, Luke, what's up? First of all, why wasn't Luke, like like I said before, in her ear going, Batwoman, like when she was knocked out, like wouldn't the bats, wouldn't her suit have alerted him that she's unconscious? Mm-hmm. And maybe he, he, maybe he went up and got a drink. And first of all, he didn't even have her like her vitals and stuff pulled up you would think if she's out in the field he would always have her vitals and stuff up on screen so that the minute anything went left he would be right there and the fact that she had to sos him and it took like five minutes maybe more and then he seemed so utterly shocked at what was happening like dude aren't you paying attention to what's happening around her that's kind of the point I agree. He really dropped the ball today. It's really all his fault. I and, and this is this is coming from someone who loves Luke and like normally this is your job, but like <laughs> it, it irked me. So so Luke and Batwoman have a talk and he's like, um, you're gonna get hypothermia and then if you go to sleep you die. I have to go help you. And she's like, no, you gotta go help D. I promised Nora that you know we would rescue her. Don't make me out to be a liar, you know. And, and my favorite thing, my favorite part about this was like, like he he wanted to to activate something in her suit that apparently froze off, and like he saw something and he went, "Oh no!" And he's she's yep. like, "Please keep that to yourself." <laughs> yep. Uh, back at Mary's clinic, Nora shows up, and Mary is kind of giving her giving her a checkout. While Alice is just in the background playing around with stuff. Literally, it's just, I could literally watch her do just about anything. It's hilarious. 
Uh, and so, I also need to know if this is something that's scripted for her to do, or if Rachel just wants to do this in the scene. It's in the script. It's just in the script. Rachel B. Rachel is <laughs> is in there, like just picking up stuff randomly off tables, playing around with it. It's great, like, <laughs> and she does it so subtly, like, like you could argue, like somebody doing this would be like trying to steal the scene like steal away focus but there's a lot of times like i don't even notice half this stuff until i go back and rewatch it which means she's doing it subtly enough that she isn't trying to draw the attention to her but also give you like a little like when you go back and rewatch stuff you can be like oh i didn't see her do this or i didn't see, like i didn't see that it like gives you stuff to see on subsequent viewings without saying, oh, she's really trying to pull the scene to her all the time. Yeah, and it's it's something that's so what Alice would do. Like, yeah. Alice just kind of always does her own thing in whatever room she's in, no matter who else is there. So if it were any other character, I don't think it would work as well as it does with Alice. Absolutely. Um so Mary is like, you know, have you ever considered cataract surgery? And Nora's like, that'd be kind of like cleaning the windows on the Hindenburg. And then she kind of tells her what, you know, what is going on and what happened after she came out of the after she came out of the cryo tube. And as they're talking, Alice sneaks up with a with a scalpel, puts it to Nora's throat, and she's like and she's like, get these nanobots out of me or else I'll kill Nora. And Nora's <laughs> like, go ahead. <laughs> Which completely took the fun out of it for her. He's like, go ahead. I'm sick of people. I'm sick of people wasting their lives trying to trying to keep me alive. My husband, my sister. <laughs> and Alice is like, well, you're certainly not a fun hostage. She's like, so you want to die? And she just like gives a, she kind of gives like that, um, like that baby Bambi, like shaking her head. Yes. Look. Yeah. Like it's such a great look. And she's like, you've really taken all the fun out of this. She just shrugs her shoulders. And Mary pulls her to the side. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And she's like, what? I let her go. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, so Alice, you know, after Mary and Alice talk and Mary's like, I was being nice to you, you know, I was trying to help you. What do you want? And she's like, I want these nanobots out of me. And she's like, I'm not, you know, I can't do that because then you would, then we wouldn't be able to track you. She's like, precisely. That's exactly the point. So then, then she's, she freaks yeah. out because she's like, do you, because Alice is like, do you think I want this? Do you think I want to be working with Batwoman? Do you think I want you to be nice to me? This is not what I want. And then storms out. Yeah. And Nora seems to be kind of like, can kind of understand where Alice is coming from. And Mary is like, so confused by this. She's like, how are you able to sympathize with the woman who just held a scalpel to your throat. She's like, well, I mean, I've kind of been going through the same thing because all we want is to be free. Yeah. Alice was trapped all of her life and she just wants to be free. I was, you know, I was in a cryo tube and now this. And she's like, I just want to, I just want to live my life the way I want to. And Mary's like, and she asked Mary, like, does your sister know? 
oh no, Mary Astor, does your sister know that? And she's like, you know, Dee's wasted too many years. I don't have the heart to, I love her too much to tell her, you know, that I don't want her to help. Back over to Batwoman, who's freezing to death. And now Sophie's at the Batcomputer saying that Batwing's en route and... She can't go to sleep. Because of the hypothermia. So Sophie's trying to keep her awake, and Sophie's like, by the way, I'm, I'm mad, mad at you. Which I think she was only, she, I think she was, she only chose this moment as a way to kind of keep her awake and keep her engaged. But when she said it, I'm like, what the hell is she mad at her for? And then she's like, I, like, what are we? And I was like, well, wait, what does that conversation mean? And then and then she's like, you have no issue with me doing all your dirty work if you need me to get something for you. But when it comes to how you actually feel about something, you go to Luke and Mary. Like, I don't know what we are and you don't really know me that well. But ba- basically she's saying, but I'm here and I yeah, want like to help you. And yeah, I, she wants you, to be part to- of the bat team. It's not even so much she wants to be part of the bat team. I think sure she wants it is. Ryan... No. Yes. Yes. She wants crazy. Ryan to she wants Ryan crazy to let her in. Nope. She wants to be part of the bat team. She's already closer to to Luke and Mary. She's known them longer, so that's not an issue. This is about getting to know Ryan because she likes Ryan. And nope. they have been openly flirting that Luke of all They have not them on it. Nope. Crazy. We have to accurately recap what is happening on I the I am accurately recapping. You're crazy. <laughs> if I'm so crazy, then why did you message me last night asking me if I secretly write for Batwoman? Because you saw it. Because it seemed like a crazy person wrote this episode. No. None no. of the math adds up. Well, no, 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 no. And I and I asked you before we recorded, what were you referencing? And you said the Sophie. Right, because it was crazy. No, because you don't want to admit that they're going there because you have to remember. They are. You have to remember this is a CW show. All CW shows eventually at some point have a romantic ship that you root. Yeah, we already have one. Alice and literally anybody but Ocean. Yeah, and you literally said last season that you don't see Alice in a romantic pairing. So next... Yeah, not with Ocean. Anyway. don't want to admit that I'm right. Batwing shows up, saves the day. I love that. Like, like we didn't really get to see a whole lot of the fight scene because we were kind of in the cryo tank with Ryan. But when when, um, Miss No Name's face slammed up against the tank, that was so freaking cool. Yes, when head mercenary lady... uh, had her head smashed up against the tank. That was pretty good. Uh, Batwing gets her out. The mercenaries go off with D, and they are followed in hot pursuit by Batwoman and Batwing in the Batmobile. I and I was legit. I was shocked that Ryan was driving because I mean she was this close to being a literal bat popsicle, but yet she's driving the Batmobile. Batsicle is what it would be called. Yes, thank you. I just couldn't think of that. <laughs> And as they're driving, um, as they're driving, Batwoman starts talking to Sophie. And she's like, uh, she thanked her for um, doing what she did to keep her awake and talking. And she's like, you're right. 
I, there is something I didn't know about you because you're pretty clever. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take that as a compliment. And Luke is like, um, why are you choosing this moment to flirt with Sophie? She and, wasn't. And Ryan's like, I wasn't. And she's like, he's like, see, even Ryan said she was not flirting with Sophie. And then, and then Luke is like, I may not know a lot, but I can, I know flirting when I see it. And Sophie's like, um, guys, calms on. And Ryan had this look on her face like, crap. <laughs> Punched. And she punches Luke. It's great. Uh, so while they're in pursuit, uh, head mercenary lady throws a bomb out of the back of the car, blows up a piece of the bridge in Sophie's leg, and they stop short, back up, and then Batwoman guns it, and Sophie's like, um, what are do you, you really need to, do you need me to point out the very obvious huge gap in the bridge? <laughs> as she, as she guns it, Batwing flies up with the, with the liquid nitrogen, and makes a path of ice across the bridge. Did we know Batwing could fly in his suit? Yeah, we've seen him. I don't, I don't ever remember seeing him fly for some reason. That was really freaky. literally the first time we see him. Like he saves, he he catches he um oh he yes. flies up to catch Mary. He flies up to catch Mary. That's right. That's right. And then okay. the suit and then the suit glitches out and they fall. Right, right. Okay, I'm with you now. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So they find they get over the bridge, cut and off the cut favorite, off the car. Then my favorite part of this is like as he's using the can and it's he's like he, the way he was so excited that it was actually working. Yeah, <laughs> they catch up to the car, have a short little scuffle. They grab D, the mercenaries, and the mercenaries leave. We come back from commercial. Uh, Alice is back in Arkham and she, like her arm is itching her and she. She rolls it up, and we kind of see from her point of view, not necessarily, like, the actual reality. But we see from her point of view, like, the nanobots kind of running around her bloodstream for a second, and then it's completely gone, and Alice... There's something obviously wrong with Alice. Yeah, she's she's having having delusions. Like, some sort of... Yeah, she's having delusions or some kind of psychotic break. I wonder if this is going to be a... Like, I think I said this in the premiere... I wonder if it's going to be a, a side effect of snake bite or the fear Maybe. toxin or something. Yeah, very possible. Um, so we go back to the Batcave and uh, Ryan's putting the canister in there and she's t- saying that, you know, Montoya, let them cross it off their list. Good job, team. And Ooh, Mary- we, we, we missed a little a little um, back back and forth with Ryan and Sophie in the car because there, there was a moment where – like I think as Luke, as Batwing was um, putting the stuff up over the bridge, um, she said Sophie said something like, or like Ryan said something about how like what she a good idea and like and Ryan was like and then Sophie was like yeah it was it was okay and she's like just okay well you're hard to impress and she's that was after like, they that was after they she got over the bridge oh that was after okay yeah okay yep. Just the, um, the smiles on their faces in that moment were like, oh, crazy. Oh, uh, so everyone's happy. Not, it's what's happening. Nope. Everyone's happy. Yay, team. Ryan's like, oh, so you must have gotten all of the glitches out of the suit. And Mary shows up and says, so like, no. Yeah, because Luke don't... is like, kind of. And then Mary come, Mary basically says that he took the failsafe out and then tells right. Ryan. Like, why the failsafe was there. 
and essentially what is wrong with Luke and how she never should have cleared him. And Ryan's like, well, you know, I really needed him today and he was fine. And, you know, so everything's fine. And Mary's like, like, look, I'm the doctor. I know what I'm talking about. Like, he might be okay today, but he has serious issues with PTSD that he needs that, you know, he isn't handling. Right. He isn't handling and it's going to come back. And Ryan's like, well, you know, give it to me straight. Are you okay? Luke says yes. She's like, well, you know, all right, because I need, you know, I need you. So as long as you're okay, we'll keep doing this. Ryan leaves and Mary apologizes to Luke for saying something. She's like, I had to say something. And And Luke is like, no, you didn't. Which, I mean, no. He's he's wrong. She did. She absolutely did. But yeah. I, I get why he's upset. But he is also majorly in denial on what's going on. And she was right to say something because if Ryan did get hurt mm-hmm. because he didn't say anything, the guilt of that would kill him. Right. Back at the holdup, uh, Sophie's getting coffee and we see Ryan in the background working on a computer. Sophie goes up. To talk to her. It's like, do you ever sleep? <laughs> no. If you're if you're a bat person, you don't sleep. And Ryan shows her like she's reading a thing on Mark on Marcus and how she really would like a, a how she would really like a brother. And Sophie kind of asks her, you know, like, what do you really want? And she's like, I want a mom. She wants a mom that tells her, you know, her skirt is too short. And I'm like, Ryan, you're like thirty. Like, your mom wouldn't be telling you that at this point. Oh, some mothers still do that. (laughs) But I I, kind of felt for her in that moment. Like, this is, this like, it's what she's always wanted. Right. She may not get that, but at least, I mean, she has some kind of closure on who her mom is. But that's only going to lead her to more questions. Right. So she's like, you know, I want a mom, but, you know, she doesn't want me and. Sophie's like, well, that's her loss. And she's like, Jade is one of the most connected people in Gotham. It, you know, upsetting her puts everyone I care about at risk. So even though I want a brother, I'm going to turn him down. Um, and then we go to the park where Dee and Nora are just outside sitting down. Mary hands Dee, uh, hands Nora a bag of medication. She's like, you know, this will this will help you with the pain for the next few days. And Nora and Dee are just sitting there. Nora is reminiscing about the first time, the first date that her and Victor went on was at the park and how much, you know, she loved it. And, um, you know, Dee's like, you know, we should go home. You, should, you know, you're probably tired. And Nora's like, no, I want to breathe the fresh air with whatever lungs I have left. And she's like, then, you know, I just want to let it go. So she's essentially telling Dee, like, look, I'm I'm ready. I'm okay if I die. She's like, you know, instead of st- trying to stop time, I want us to enjoy what little we have left. And Mary's kind of watching all this going on. And then a vine creeps up behind her, grabs her leg, and pulls her into the bushes. And that is where the episode ends. I screamed. I was so mad that that was the ending. <laughs> I was like, what? And then I was like, please be new next week because if they weren't new next week and that was but I think they are new next week. Did we get scenes? Uh I honestly don't know. I don't think I I didn't I think I don't remember seeing any, but that's not to say that there are no scene there are IMDb, no scenes. I just don't know. 
IMDb said that their new episode is Wednesday, November 3rd. So hopefully that. Yeah. So actually... next week. Yes. Thank God. I mean, because IMDb is usually good about that sort of thing. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But I'm hoping that this time they, they are correct because that was a very rude ending. Why do we think Poison Ivy wants Mary? Because uh, Poison Ivy is bisexual. Uh, but last I checked, Mary was not. She doesn't know that. True, but like. I'm assuming she needs a doctor for something. Well, I don't know. I don't, this is this is what we're gonna find out next episode. I know. It's just I, I just wasn't expecting her to go after Mary of all people first. Well, Mary's the only member of the Bat Team that was kind of separated. I'm definitely intrigued. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, I will say I miss the old days. Remember on, remember the old days of the WB prior to CW. Where at the end of every episode, they were like, if you like the music in this episode, it was this. Because this season's had some really good music that I have, like, had to look up the hard way. Dude, download the Shazam app. Uh, that's so much work. It really isn't. Because, <laughs> like, okay. the... I have the Shazam app. So for now on, for the rest of the season, whenever there's a song, just tell me the scene and I will Shazam it. And I will send you the song. The song at the end of this episode um, when Sophie and Ryan are talking. Yeah, I was going to Shazam that for myself. But yeah, because that was that was such a good song. Like I like it was a very melancholy, like, you know, sad ballad, which is. Kind Which, of my music language, like those are the songs that I always gravitate to. So whenever there's yeah. something emotional, I'm like, ooh. And then now that I've started making music videos, I always listen to songs and I hear certain things and I'm like, what can I do with this? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because it fit it fit the Ryan it fit the Ryan and Sophie scene a little bit with Ryan talking about how she just wants a mom and a family. But I think it fit like it ended before the the end scene with Nora and D and I thought it fit there too with D kind of telling Nora like look I'm I'm okay if I die I'm ready you know I don't want us to waste I don't want us to keep wasting time I want us to be able to enjoy whatever time we have like I think that the song also worked for that scene really yeah. well but they didn't have it playing so I was kind of bummed um, but it was a really good song uh, so. So I've been really digging the musical choices, except for that one song by Pep Squad in the in the first episode. That was so weird. That was it like, really what? was. That was yeah. like, why are we doing this? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this, you know, so far this season's given us three out of three good episodes and no real like no real filler. Like last season, we kind of said, you know, it was a shortened season. So so it kind of helped them. They had to keep moving stuff along, and they did so pretty well. And they haven't, they haven't really stopped yet, which is good. Do we know what the episode count for this season is? Are they sticking to the season, like to the nineteen twenty, or are they going back to twenty one, twenty two? I believe it's a hundred and eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. So. Uh, no, I believe it is. Uh, it is the normal amount. Okay. Um. So. I mean, that's about all I have. Anything else you have on the show? No, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's about it. So you can uh, let us know your thoughts on the episode. 
and where you think it's going. Or you can also reach out to us to let Tony Ann know that she is crazy and she is making stuff up. And you can do that in a variety of ways. You can email us at BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. You can follow us and tweet at us at Batman at BatwomanTVTalk on Twitter. You can also find me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. Well, that's it until next week when we will uh, probably get our first look at Poison Ivy for the season. I hope so. Uh, But until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we're going to get out of here. See you later. Bye, everybody.